Welcome to Reels on the Rocks, the show where your hosts, Whiskey and Sweet Tea, discuss film from the unpretentious perspective. Merry Christmas, everyone! Today in our season finale, and in the spirit of the season, we discuss the beautiful and timely foreign film, Joya Noel. So grab some hot chocolate and be advised that spoilers are ahead. Welcome back, everybody, and happy holidays, or Merry Christmas, or Joy, Joy Noel, Noel, as we'll talk about today. Feliz Navidad. I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> I took Spanish for one year, but since the area I was in was like mostly Spanish, everybody who took that class, they uh, I'm sorry, was mostly was mostly Hispanic. Most people who took that class it was just a goof off class. I like learned nothing in that class. See, I would already. Knew I feel Spanish. like it would have been useful. I mean, that's the reason I took it because I'm you know I'm from California, you're from Texas, but in both of our states it's a very useful language so it's like at least that's the way i took it i'm like i'm gonna and also i've always wanted to go to south america and stuff so it's like oh, plan, i'm gonna be able to use I this plan more than... to honeymoon in buenos Aires. but anyway so what's the movie <laughs> so to uh, this well you should oh okay never mind i get what you're i get what you're doing i get what you're doing okay sorry sorry <laughs> listeners i'm just you know never he's very excited i'm very excited because i love this movie uh so this week's movie for christmas is Joy Noel, 2005. It is a foreign film, French to be specific. Um, a third and it, of the movie is in English, though, so uh, if you're nervous about seeing a movie with subtitles, this might be a good uh, starter for you because, again... But what, that's important why they did that. Well, I know. It's because everyone's speaking their native language. Um, uh, and as, so this was, even though it didn't compete at Cannes, it was screened. No, it was Cannes. an official. So the the version I saw had it. It's it was an it's official a, it, selection. You know, it was, like it, it, was, was it, was, it was official selection of Cannes, but it didn't compete. I mean, it's still, in my opinion, that's. I mean, still, that's it's still that's impressive. Still saying, hey, this is one of the best movies at this festival. Like that's no, 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 no. I know. I'm just, I'm just like, it wasn't like it was up for like the Palme d'Or or something. Like no, no, that. no. I got you. I got you. Um, okay, so yeah, so this, this was screened at the at. Um, at Cannes, and so this movie was it was quite popular when it came out overseas. Not as much here. Oh, it bombed. I looked that up. Yeah. Uh, did not even make back its budget worldwide, which is yeah. sad. Because uh, this, I would like. I'll let you continue, but I will say before we go on that this is like the perfect movie for this year. <laughs> well, actually, before we go the into perfect about end it. of the of of the year anyway before after. we go into it why why would you say that it that it's a perfect film for this year uh well it's a world war one movie which is i mean i'm not gonna get into the history because that's a different podcast but i'd say if you look at like most of the famous wars world war one's one of the stupider ones where people were fighting for no good reason mm-hmm. and i don't know this this year's been such a mess everyone hates each other mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just about people coming together, putting the differences aside and treating everybody as humans. Yes. Uh, and this is based on something that actually happened. And I almost researched to see, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings if it wasn't historically 100% accurate. Cause what, what it's about, uh, if you guys have never heard, so it's called join the well and I'm yes. probably, I'm pronouncing, I didn't take French. It means Merry Christmas in French. Yes. Uh, so it's about, in World War One, on Christmas Eve and day, there was a ceasefire between all of the troops on the Western Front. And this did happen, uh, but I don't know if it was as 
you know, sweet and romanticized as it is in this movie. I should have so, I should have looked it up, but I didn't want to make you, you sad. But good for you. I did look it up. I didn't do the research. Good. Um, okay. So like you said, this, this is about, it's literally, uh, it's three sides. It's told from uh, essentially three different points of view. The Prussian, uh, the French, and the Scots. Yeah, the which, Scots, which, which many happy. articles misquoted as saying British, and they actually make a point in the movie, be like, we're not British, we're Scottish. Well, so technically they, okay. <laughs> That's a Scottish thing. They were part of the UK, because at that point, Scotland was part of the UK. So they, okay. so they were British troops, but never say, never say, I, I love Scotland, I've been there multiple times, and yeah. But this is back you, when they saw the king, I believe, right? Ah, uh, maybe, I'd have to... <laughs> I should look that. Up. I don't. I feel like maybe not, but anyway. But yeah, that's something t- today. Don't don't ever call a Scotsman or Scotswoman a Brit. They yes, will get mad a at you. Scots person. They'll probably you know call call you all sorts oh, of especially foul after things. <laughs> yes. Still too soon. Um, so essentially, so it's the three sides: the Prussian or uh, or they became more part specifically, of Germany. More specifically, it becomes German. Well, Prussia is a country that didn't ex- they they stopped existing after World War One. They right. got absorbed by but like, Germany. E- but even in the movie, they call they refer to as Germans. Well, it's because in Prussians spoke basically German. I don't know if it was Germans. I it was probably German. Yeah. Like it, it, they're both like Germanic. God, it's. This is not a history podcast, but yeah, Prussia used to exist. History abs- or Germany Th- absorbed. This it. week, whiskey will drink and describe history. No, thank you. We promise this is not a ripoff of drunk history, right? <laughs> hire me, hire him. He's hilarious. Hire, hire me, Josh Waters or J- whatever Waters that runs See, the show. Already sounds drunk. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so, I'm only drinking water <laughs> for once. <laughs> Uh, so, like he was talking about, this is a, this movie Prussian or German uh, Scots who were the British in this sense, and then we had the French on this side. And you know what's interesting is I watched this movie when I first saw this movie. I was in about tenth grade because my French teacher had a party, a Christmas party with the French club, and we all gathered in the classroom. I believe I think it was on a weekend, and we watched this movie, which means she fast forwarded through one scene that we couldn't watch. Uh, Why was it because of time, or was it because? Uh, no, a well, because dirty scene. It was a dirty scene. Oh, it was the one sex scene the where, one, you see, where you, you see, see literally a butt cheek and that's it. Yeah, well, there is some nipple. There is some nipple. But it's. I missed that. But it's, okay. it's very mild. It was very mild. I was like, oh, this was it. What kind of French class is this? <laughs> so we watched this, and I was in love with this movie immediately. Like, actually, I borrowed it and brought it home to show my family because they'd never seen it. Of course, they'd heard of it because we all watch the Academy Awards every year because um, this was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film in the 78th Academy Awards. Yep. And. I thought that was, again, I don't think it's a bad thing because it is a foreign language film, but it's funny because, a thir- again, a third of it's in English. Mm-hmm. Like, And also there's not a lot of dialogue. Uh, this is, honestly, this is another good, like, I wish they played this on TV more because mm-hmm. I think this would play well, on, like, especially to, like, Christmas. Everyone's constantly watching all sorts of Christmas movies, and yes, this is, like, a historical drama, but... It's very easy to follow, even if you're only half paying attention to it. Like, I don't think you really even need to read the subtitles to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's also pretty light on plot. We'll get into that later, but... So... Oh my gosh, I just realized we've been explaining (laughs) the plot of the movie for like five minutes. Yes. Um, So, these three sides, um, they form a ceasefire, unofficially, 
um, during uh, 1914, the winter of 1914 on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And, you know, the movie is really about the lead up to that, the actual event and the fallout from that event. Um, there are certain characters we follow for the most part on each side there was about we followed the lives of the leaders and then there were on each side i think there was about like one person that we also there were followed. like a couple it's, it's like, kind like of on the scottish side there were the two brothers and the priest well i just said this is light on story the reason i say that is there isn't much of a plot it's just kind of a bunch of little mini plots mm-hmm. like there's all these characters that have like a very sh- small story going mm-hmm. on and it's all of them kind of combined into this one you know experience like Mm -hmm. it's it's one again if i'm being critical this is not a very story focused it's it's more of an idea based on something that really happened rather than this being some super engaging like story Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense i mean i was engaged well i'm not even trying to like (laughs) diss the movie so much as it's not like Basically, it's not... There's it's, not, like, one main character. There's, this, like, this, 20 main characters, and they all have one little thing going on, and yeah. they all come together But for what's interesting thing. is with the large amount of people that it's focused on, you know, you don't... I never felt lost. No. Well, what I mean when I say it's, like, a good TV movie mm-hmm. is, as I said, there's not a lot going on, so it's not hard to understand what's it's, going it, on. It, it would work and, in passive And, again, with all the garbage, no offense, people who like, like, 25 Days of Christmas and Hallmark Christmas and all these other... There's so much trash oh, i don't like hallmark this year so go ahead well my point is like there's all these like oh the christmas prince the christmas puppy like it, you know there's all this garbage that's always being like put on tv thank you Jordan. and this is a movie with a really good message mm-hmm. uh again like i don't know how historically accurate it is but you know it's it's very uplifting to know that it happened to some degree. You know, you have to say it's uplifting, but it's not like one of those where it has a happy ending really either. Well, it's also not, it doesn't treat you as like a stupid person. Like, and, it's and I don't sappy. think, I don't think you'd need to even really be like a history buff to understand what's going on or anything. It's just very, it's very happy. It's very easy to follow. And I wish that all of these channels that put on so much bad Christmas movies to like fill content like to fill time and everything. I, you never see this on TV, and I, I feel like this would be another good one. Well, and this is a movie that because, like you said, it, it didn't make back its pro- its profit. I, I'm having trouble locating on Blu-ray. Yeah, um, and I actually wonder if, uh, speaking of that, I wonder if this is actually syndicated at all overseas, like on the BBC or something. It, because I, I want to again, say it maybe is. it's American tastes or something. I don't think that I think I think Americans would like this movie if they watched it well of course they're not going to watch it because they're not involved in it <laughs> right um yeah so you know, what are the this movie it really talks a lot about it's really a story about like uh, humanity and not just the good of humanity but also the bad like the opening scene for me is like one of the most powerful opening scenes i've ever seen it's literally just these school children regurgitating the hate that they are given in their own languages and that, about their enemies. And, and that is so disturbing. And that is one of the big, it's funny. I like, it, I didn't forget about that scene, but that's kind of what I should have said a, a few minutes ago when you were asking like, Oh, why would you say that it's a good movie for this year? That's why, mm-hmm. because again, like not to get too much into the history, but there was nothing, you know, world war two, the world was essentially fighting a super villain mm-hmm. who committed genocide. World war one 
was about nothing. It was about some countries getting, you know, bloated egos about, like, you know, trying to expand their borders. Mm -hmm. No one's borders really expanded. Some countries were absorbed by other countries, but for the most part, nothing changed. A bunch of people died. And yet, at this, like, to get people to care about the war, there was so much propaganda. Mm -hmm. Like, and sure, there was in World War II as well, but again, like, considering World War I wasn't about anything, there was so much about, like, oh, these, these filthy Germans and these filthy, you know, like, there was so much hatred for no reason. Yeah. Um, and it was just to motivate people to fight. Mm-hmm. And that, again, it, it kind of feels like this year. I feel like everyone is in such a shit mood. Everyone hates each other right now. And I feel like, you know, it, I like, the, again, with this movie, I like the message of everyone just ch- ch- chilling out. And, like, you know, treating them like people, mm-hmm. you know, like, actually well, sitting down. And it, I and I know there's, like, a lot more, like, complex political stuff going on right now today. But yeah. I just mean, it, it's so easy to, like, turn turn a group of people into straw men or, like, just, right. you know, not actually try and empathize with someone's situation or, like, listen to what they have to say. Uh, and I... And, what it's it's honestly world war one is like the time where it was like that you know Mm -hmm. you were just told to hate this person because of the country they were from because you needed to gain this many inches Mm -hmm. on the battlefield that day and you internalize that hatred and you forgot how pointless what you're doing actually is yeah (laughs) um and you know that's actually thing i was gonna i was gonna talk about is what I do like about this movie is directly after that sequence, we go right into, I know you said it's light and plot, but I guess the plot of the movie. And one of the, one I, of 20 plots. <laughs> I do. I do. What I like about the way that this was, this, this movie is told is we spend a lot of time towards the beginning getting to know these people on very human terms. The, the director, uh, uh, Christian, I want to say it's Carrion, Christian Carrion. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. You know what? I never took French. So the, the burden is on you. That's I don't don't have to pronounce things correctly. To speak for the French people. Um, you know, what I really liked about that is he really took the time to make sure that no, none of the sides are really presented to you as bad. You know, they they are really you. You learn all their you know their their, their problems, their hopes, their, their dreams, their 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 struggles, and I think that's really interesting because I I don't really remember seeing a war film that really took the time to make sure you essentially had an unbiased view well, of again, all the sides. Again, it works with World War One. If and. It, it's also nice that this is something that happened during World War One. I. I was thinking, like, if this were something they tried to do with World War Two, it'd be a lot harder. Like, again, yes, you shouldn't dehumanize the opposing side, but when the opposing side is committing mass genocide, you know, it's kind of hard to really. Yeah, but even even then, even then, they do. The movie makes the effort to create a no. separation between the soldiers who are on the ground and the people who oh, are making I see what, these decisions I see what above you, them. I see what you're saying. Yes. No, that is a very, I actually love that. You know, uh, you see a lot of the, the generals and stuff like feasting and mansions that they yeah. have confiscated from people. And, you know, at the same time, the people out on the battlegrounds or, you know, in the trenches and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, what I was talking about is like, it's, 
again with with World War One, it's so perfect for this kind of message because again, the war was about nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no one, you know, like again, we think of the Germans as like the evil ones or whatever, but that was World War Two. Mm-hmm. In World War One, they were just about as bad I, as all, that. all, and, all and, I know like, about every, that war is it was started by the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. That it was, was literally it. just people trying to expand their borders. That's mm-hmm. all it was. It was like oh, the the assassination kicked off this whole chain of events where it was like oh. And that's actually why Prussia became part of Germany, because, mm-hmm. again, expanding borders. So pretty much all that changed was the map of Europe. A bunch of tiny countries just disappeared and became part of Got other it. countries. Okay. But that's how pointless it is. The mm-hmm. fact that you can't even tell me what it was yeah, about. Yeah, I don't... I, I could tell you what other but it's major a, wars are. But, but it's yeah, a, exactly. But that's what I mean. It, the, it, you're not actually misremembering anything. World War One was literally about <laughs> nothing. And that's why it's stupid, and that's also why this is such a great movie, because the whole point of the war is stupid, and mm-hmm. the only people that are suffering are people that are basically drafted into the war and brainwashed to hate other people. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, for, for a lot of other wars, it's a little harder to, like, humanize, because if you have, like, one side doing something yeah. pretty despicable it really is kind of hard to be like oh they're people too but i know what you mean the uh the commanding officers are really and the, when, the only when, bad and especially with the ending too with, yes uh, but, which we'll get to but well and it's like you know like I said, they, they make a clear separation between the two even the leaders who are in the trenches they, they separate them from the people who are making decisions of where to advance when to advance and you know and even then, they don't. They make sure that you know that that it's not just one set of leaders. Like it's not just the German leaders who are celebrating in this mansion and drinking champagne. You know, we have this. We have that Scott, the the British or Scotsman general, who is just like has no idea of like really what's going on here. <laughs> yep, and they're laughing at him as they fire around into the air, and yes, he thinks it's the enemy, that would, and he's panicking. And that, that, that's that's a great scene. And then, and then we have you know also the the Frenchman, the French general, who's actually the father of the leader of this thing, and he's just like, and he's just going on about it's you. It reminded me of like when we have those older relatives who just like repeat what Fox News says. Well. You know, I don't know if you read All Quiet on the Western Front. Again, like, this this is, like, stuff that I, I learned a bit about in college and stuff. I'm not a history person, but World War One I, I just found fascinating. And I've said this, like, 20 times already, but the war was about nothing. Mm-hmm. And another driving force in, with the whole expanding borders thing was nationalism. You know, our country is better than these other countries. And you saw that with the French general in this movie or French commanding. His father's like, when I was a soldier, we had the cavalry, none of this stuff. And we were proud of our our country. Like, he's essentially, like, he's so full of his whole, like, military BS that Mm -hmm. he's, he's... He's not seeing the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, again, like, if you really, like, sat down and was like, well, what are we... What are we fighting for? Like, mm-hmm. what is, oh, inches. We're trying. We're trying to. Uh, we're trying to expand our border, but uh, these darn other people are trying to do the same thing. It's all. It's nationalism. It's like propaganda. It's all sorts of crap. Uh, but yeah, like that. That guy. You know, and like, even and even when they're towards the beginning, before they have called the ceasefire, um, they. The uh, Daniel Bruhl's character, unfortunately, he's like the go-to actor for to play Nazis. This is like the third movie I've seen him in where he plays a Nazi. Um, There's no Nazis. I'm sorry, in this not Nazi. Well, a German character, a German soldier. Then, okay, because literally every other movie I've seen him in, he's been a Nazi. <laughs> uh, Fair enough, but yeah, Nazi party did not exist yet. 
uh, which is tragic actually for his character. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because he's uh, Jewish. Yeah, which again, like. D- if someone who didn't know anything about again, I don't think you need to understand anything about World War One to get this movie. But I'm sure if you confused it with World War Two, you'd be like, "Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Why is the German guy Jewish?" It's because uh, all the bad stuff hadn't happened yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they weren't they weren't as racist against them yet. Hadn't ugh. anyway. Ugh. So um, you know, and his character makes a point to pick up that wallet and hold on to because he wants to send it back to whoever it belongs to, even though it clearly doesn't belong to anybody on his side. Remember, he gives it back to him later. He's like, "I was going to send it back because there was if there, there was an address in here." Um, and so you know, it's just those moments where it's like, even in war, before they even called the ceasefire, these people were still human and realized that each other had that other people have feelings and emotions and are pe- are essentially are people and not you know. Uh, targets I guess is what I'm trying to say and it's really it's one of the most disturbing scenes in addition to that opening I discussed is at the end is towards the end when the new priest is coming in because the other one was too open-minded and accepting so then he's basically saying he essentially is what he's boiling down to is saying since they don't agree with what we believe are they really God's children that's like and I'm like that is so horrible that is like but again you read about World War One. this again, is all <laughs> again like you again, said it's, it's take, about it's just well, it's also, people it's, to hate people exactly and that's that's really honestly what the war was about and it's again like you you just mentioned the the uh, the, the priest the pastor the what the cardinal the pope whatever you know tell it I know it's not the pope but the, you know he's he's doing the sermon about like the sword of God and stuff. And it's, it really is like every little thing that they could use to taint someone's opinion or brainwash them mm-hmm. was used to dehumanize the other side for nothing. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I mean, you could even like talk about world war two, world war one kind of was directly responsible for world war two happening yeah. because of other complicated stuff we won't get into, but it is, it's just such a tragedy. It's so stupid. And I, again, I like that this movie, uh, it can be just the message is universal. Uh, it's definitely like a perfect thing for this movie. Actually, well, and and we haven't, like you said, you did some research. So what actually did happen in real life? So I guess, so I, so I'm going to circle back to some of the more idealistic points I want to make, but speaking specifically about the research. So, this movie, this is a fictionalized account. However, it is kind of sort of um, an amalgamation of a series of, what is it called? Of, of a series of ceasefires that occurred all along the Western Front. So not this did not happen everywhere. There were some where it didn't happen at all. There were some where they only like maybe just said Merry Christmas to each other. And that was it. There are some where they played soccer and they played cards. Um, there are others where they had joint funerals to, uh, to when they buried the dead. And so this story is kind of really just trying to, you know, share that, that the, I, the ideas of those events taking place into, you know, one cohesive story. Cause I feel like if they just did this in all the different places, it, it the movie would have been a mess. Um, so it's kind of like when the you, when writers combine characters, it's kind of like they combine all these events into one big event. So this was something that happened. And, um, I believe when I look this up, if this number is accurate about, I think they said about a hundred thousand, uh, people took part in this all across this, um, this front. And I'm like, that's amazing. 
And you know, what's interesting is you know you and I look at this as a as and I hopefully most people who watch this will look at this as you know a shining beacon of humanity and this warish hell, but other people, particularly people with military backgrounds or who analyze you know history and stuff, they said, oh, this was a show of the lack of you know cooperation and you know structure that these armies had because they weren't able to keep everybody in line that this happened uh i i would love to hear someone try and argue how again i i think i made my opinion on the world war one pretty clear but yeah I'd, I'd love to see someone try and argue about how that war well, did anything good for the world in the first place and it just why brought, it was us, ever it just brought us the second one it pretty much yeah it was <laughs> it was the prequel it was the prequel to this it was the um, setup but um, yeah so i mean if you're if you're that much of a military nerd have have a nice life i guess but yeah it's 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 just ridiculous i don't know like well, my thing, my thing is, how can anybody look at this series of events and their takeaway is, oh, clearly there wasn't enough structure. Well, that was going to be another <laughs> question. Was there any? Because that is so. Spoiler for the end. You all, you guys already. They get all the spoiler get punished alert. for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they all get punished for it. Did that happen to? Yes. The, okay. So that happened to varying degrees based on the severity of the event. Gotcha. Um, it was actually something that was they tried to cover up for the longest time because they thought it was going to hurt morale for the war. When they find out, oh my god, we can get along. What? Well, and I was <laughs> going to say it's. <laughs> I didn't like. I was. I was curious where the movie was going because I, I, I'm happy with the, this movie's balanced. I was worried that it was going to get so idealistic. It became ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the fact they got punished, I was like, okay, this movie's at least being realistic. Again, I didn't look up the history beforehand as far as like the ceasefire and everything that happened. So I was thinking like, oh, is this just going to be like, because again, the the war would go on for years. This was only yeah. Years it's important after to this. note that the, it's important to note this was only five months into the war. Yeah, so that's and the, people were already that done where they were totally willing to just be like, "Hey, why don't we just you know chill out for a bit? What are we doing this for again?" I know right. They were all they they, they actually said that movie. It's only five months, and they're already like, "I'm not even sure well, why we're here." That's that's a big change too that happened. Is you know at the beginning of uh, World War One, you know Germany still had a Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Not by the end, you know, so like it's... When they say Kaiser, the one thing I think of is Kaiser rolls, but... <laughs> well, it's it's German for like king, essentially, uh -huh. so that, you know, they had a, a royal family and mm -hmm. stuff, and then after the war, they started, you know, electing people, we all know where that went, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, I mean, it, it was it was a pretty, pretty big deal, a huge chunk of the world population was wiped out for this war, again... The, yeah, they call you're it the, not wrong they, to they not call, know why. They call it the lost generation. Yep, because it was quite a lot of people. Well, and so, um, you know... So, uh, yeah, strong beacon of humanity. It also... Well, one of the is, things that I like that the that this puts out there is for... It puts it out more of like an idea for us to stop and think about. And it's once they have, you know, ceasefired and they have essentially gotten to know each other. And oh my God... I have a wife, you have a wife. And I know that sounds ridiculous, like, but the, the propaganda they were being pumped into them, the fact that they both marry people was they actually it, shocking. To they them. said it was, like, and you can watch World War One his, like, propaganda videos. Mm -hmm. People have put them online and stuff. Uh, it wasn't just that, uh, it, it was 
the enemy is subhuman. They are not human. Yeah. They're like, literally, like if you were a different nationality, you were, you were good. You were like against God and all of this other crap. I mean, the priest literally says that we watched uh, again. I took a sociology class where we watched some propaganda films from world war one and Germans were literally depicted as like monsters. Yeah. Like that's and again, you know, if you if you're like, well they turned it this isn't World War Two. Yeah. None of that had happened yet. So yeah. and it was the same thing, like French I mean, that's also I think where the derogatory terms like calling French people like frogs and stuff mm-hmm. comes from. Because again, it was all about they do not have lives, they do not have souls, they do not have a conscience, they will mm-hmm. kill you in your sleep. This is the sort of stuff they were spoon fed on a daily basis. So it's like you know what's interesting when and you know now that you bring that in, you know it's interesting that when the whole ceasefire starts, um, the 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 three leaders come out to talk to each other. They seem to kind of understand that we're all people, but they I mean like it's kind of it's kind of, it, you know kind of gets to the question of um, do the people on top do really believe what they're putting out there no because they were drafted yeah so this so the other funny thing about this world well not funny pretty tragic like you didn't have a choice if you were french like and you didn't want to be a part of this war you'd have to run to like uh, a neutral country spain so you <laughs> you would have to go like they would you know it was yeah. a draft yeah you, you didn't have a choice in the matter so you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, so another. I've been bugging you to watch this. One of my favorite war movies is uh, Paths of Glory, and it's very similar to this. Um, it's got a it's got a different story, but the whole absurdity of the war and just like the idea of like punishing people for doing the right thing mm-hmm. is uh, a big theme in that movie. Um, and it's one of the reasons I feel like this is a world war that's kind of uh, overlooked a lot in yeah. film. I was really happy when 1917 came out last year because, again, it's like you don't get a lot of World War One movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. World War Two again, you have a literal supervillain yeah. that everyone's going it's, up it's, against. Yeah, so. see, well, in this, I think this movie kind of makes the case it's very hard, especially in World War One, to look at who was at fault. You, you because everyone was equally at fault. Yeah. It was just a very stupid thing that happened. And, and you know, and we're talking. You, I know you mentioned this before, especially at the end of the movie, where the uh, I must keep calling them Scottish people because they said in the movie we're Scots, not Brits. So no, they, they again call them Scots because that's so what they are. This, the the Scots general tells him to shoot this guy. He's like, no, shoot him, no. So that he finally scene, shoots him, and you it's know, a guy in disguise. It's on a their guy own in disguise, side. exactly, and it's kind of just like. It's kind of just like making the point of just because of the uniform you're wearing. Yeah, just but also just just because of what the, the the just because you look like this bad person doesn't mean you are this bad person. And even then, well, it's also literally like the only difference between them is the uniform they're wearing. So when yeah. he donned the uniform, he became the enemy, so to speak. You know, like I'm getting too deep, but yeah, like the the message is pretty clear that it's, that, it's that, very. That, it, that, that was a very. It was it was a very tragic way to get the message across because that yeah. guy was such a likable character. Everyone's likable. I don't the, think there was exact, a single non-likable character in the I, movie. But I think that's very hard to pull off. And I think I think I think uh, Christian did that very well in this movie. It's a good movie. I, I as we said at the beginning, I am kind of. I'm not surprised this bombed. It's not the sort of movie that people are going to flock to in the theaters, especially in like 2005 when we were not in that mindset uh, <laughs> whatsoever. Um, 
But I wish this would get more syndication because I do think this is a movie that would make some people cry while they're, you know, yeah. hanging out on Christmas. And uh, it's shocking that it's kind of gone, it's been forgotten. I'd say I'd never heard of this movie. I never heard of it when it came out. That's not surprising because mm-hmm. it probably didn't play in a lot of places. But I've never heard of this. And I'm more upset by that than anything yeah. else. I'm not even like, this isn't even like in my top 10 favorite Christmas movies or anything. But I like the message and just the the vibe of the movie so much that it actually makes me angry that I've never heard of this. Yeah. And I, um, like, I and I'd heard of the ceasefire. I'd never heard of this movie, mm-hmm. but I've heard of the thing that the movie was based on. Yeah. So it's like, it's I don't know. It's very frustrating because I I think this is like this embodies all of the things people talk about with a good Christmas movie: mm-hmm. peace on earth, goodwill towards men, you know, mm-hmm. loving thy neighbor, all all that good stuff you get from church. Uh, yeah. And no one has seen this movie, and I'm I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, what's interesting <laughs> is, so the, in this in this film, um, like I said, after they, they they've known each other, <laughs> I've always found this funny. The first thing he says is, he's like, "Hey, just coming over to tell you, we're gonna bomb you in like ten minutes if you want to no, come that, over." No, I and love hang that. <laughs> I love that, and I loved that after the bombing, it's like, well, you know, they're probably gonna retaliate on your base and then they all go to the <laughs> so that what, whole thing was great you know what i found fascinating about that is that it kind of makes the case of when we learn to understand each other can we really just blindly kill each not not have as humans not have a relationship with you but learn that essentially you are just like me can we still do that and so they essentially they were telling themselves because they, they kept saying throughout the, throughout the movie okay, the ceasefire ends here, and this thing also happened. Okay, no, it actually ends here. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, and then, and then it, this it. is actually the end. So they kept doing that. And so when, and so it's interesting that they're, they're essentially being punished for finding common ground in peace, which is essentially what all these people claim they want, you know, at least in their propaganda offices. So when they finally do are able to find common ground in peace, now they're being punished for it. It's 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 just Again, it's as very sad, baffling. As to me. sad as the ending is, that was the thing that made me really like the movie because, as I said, I was a little worried it was going to be too idealistic. Mm-hmm. Because I. Again, knowing what the war was like and stuff, I was like, if they don't get like a court martial or something, mm-hmm. then this movie is a little too well, much. So I like, and I do like that it's. We have this. We have the, we have the Scottish priest who's basically told by the, I think the cardinal, and that's like, oh, now I have to go and uncorrupt. Well, these he people. he says you're going to hell. He says like it's. So... Well, then, but then he says I'm gonna go and uncorrupt these people. Apparently, peace and love your neighbor, which is in the Bible, is corrupting. <laughs> corrupting the soldiers welcome to the world t sometimes people use uh the bible or other things to get what they want rather than what is in the bible but uh since i've been nice to this movie i think i will be <laughs> since a- i've been nice well like i think i'm gonna be a little critical because i do i again i think this is a great movie it annoys me that it's not syndicated every year because i i definitely think that it deserves more attention than it got but just especially like if you're interested in seeing this i'll just throw in a couple of things that 
might turn you off. Uh, I've, so me, I'm a big cinematography nerd, and mm. it's very beautifully shot, but it's a very... Part of the reason I say it's like a good TV movie is it's very TV movie blocking and shots and everything like that. Mm. Not a lot of like exciting moving shots or anything like that. It's very basic. Uh, and the plot... Again, there's not much of a plot, so it meanders a bit. This is pretty much why I'm saying, like, it's a good TV movie is because it's kind of something you can sort of half-watch while you're, you know, doing other things. See, I, but, I, I would disagree. But, I would disagree that it does have a plot, but go on. I didn't say it didn't have a plot. I said it didn't have a overarching it's, it, plot as much. Like, the, the ceasefire itself is kind of the plot. But again, it's like there's a couple of. Characters I feel like yeah. I feel that... like I feel like in the place of a plot, I guess you, if I were to say the plot, the plot is essentially um, character arcs. Yes, uh, and again, like the acting's really great. Uh, the story is is good, but it's it's not something that is as engaging as some other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a movie that will like. Again, I, I'm not trying to. I'm. Doing this He's trying this. to find something wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm doing this in kind of to in case in case we sold this movie too hard, and if you're looking for it more to temper your expectations, it is very slow moving. Uh, not to the point of it being boring, but just to the point of it, it's not a very exciting sort of movie. Uh, also, again, not trying to be mean. There's not a lot memorable about it, other than again the story. Like, there's not a lot of like. I will say some of the some of the singing in it is really good, mm-hmm. but as far as like a musical score, besides like the times when they're singing Christmas carols, two of the characters are like opera singers. Yeah. Um, oh, but I, besides I, the stuff that they sing, I'm you know in like the kind of heartwarming sort of sing along bit during the ceasefire, not a lot of like, you know, big musical score moments or anything like that. It's, it's it's underwhelming and i hate again i hate saying that like it's not a movie that's gonna wow you I was but it's wowed. it's one that's gonna warm your heart <laughs> it's got all the yuletide cheer but it's not a movie that's like spectacularly like you know it's interesting i never thought of it that way and if you and if you think about it that way and it's just like maybe whether that's intentional maybe peace happening shouldn't be spectacular it should kind of just be the norm i don't know maybe and again i'm, I'm just trying <laughs> to shouldn't wow you i'm just trying to be a little critical because this is not a perfect movie there's no such thing as a perfect movie there and is. i do think that there this, is a perfect movie i do think that this would actually turn off some people because i do think that some people will find this movie boring well, and, and I, I think some and people I, will be like, well, no, I my grandfather was in World War One. He said they were this. <laughs> Who knows? I just, again, this movie, it's not bad by any means, but it's not particularly outstanding in any one area. And it is Except a bit... the heartwarming part. Exactly. As I said, the story-wise, it's very nice and heartwarming. And the characters are good, the acting's good, but as far as, like, there being any, like, memorable set piece or something like that, mm. there's nothing... I could see, like, in a few years, I will remember this movie, but I won't remember specific scenes. I'll just remember the overall gist of what happened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's me being critical, because we're we're trying to be critics here. I, ju- so I, did, I, will I, say I did love this that you tr- kind of had to search for your criticisms. Well, it's because, again, I, I mostly am just annoyed that this movie is not syndicated or really mentioned. It's It just sort of has been 
brushed under the rug. Yeah. Uh, Because even though this isn't, like, my new favorite Christmas movie, it does irritate me that it's not more Mm well-known. Because, again, even as a quote-unquote foreign language film, it's not really, again, like, unless you just hate reading, uh, you're probably going to be fine. A third of the movie is in English. But, as I said, there's, there's some people that this movie will do nothing for them. I'm sure they're the type of people that do not care about heartwarming stories. Or peace. Probably. Uh, so, you know, be warned. If, you, if you're not a fan of slow-moving things, if you don't like uh, movies with subtitles, or if, you know, just basically good cinematography and sound and all that stuff, you know, just B-plus on all fronts. Excuse like, me, this is clearly an A. <laughs> again, not memorable. Uh, not outstanding. I, mean, I remember clearly i'm the benchmark as to what's memorable all right contrary mary what's the best (laughs) shot in the movie the best shot in the movie i would have to say is when they are putting the christmas trees up on the i don't know what that's called the trench wall and these people are looking over it and they choose to shoot it in such a way to where you can see you can tell whoever was looking at it is still kind of like at that kind of sniper position like they're still very suspicious of what's because they were but they still chose to show it from that perspective and i thought that was really cool that's like that's i think that's one of my, my favorite shots in the movie fair enough i let me think face hand <laughs> Well, again, I, I, you're, you're very defensive. I'm not trying to say it. No, 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 no. And you're right. I'm just, there I'm is, just, there are some issues. With I'm, that. Again, I, well, it's not even about issues. Again, I'm just saying it's not memorable. There's nothing like every, everything that's memorable about this movie is just about what's going on in the yeah. movie. It's more about um, the, it's more about the event than. You know, there's like for instance the uh, the the vigil that they do. The it's not by candlelight, but they do like a church service sort of thing. Like, if they really wanted to, like, wow you with cinematography, you'd have, like, a crane shot going up over, like, the vast mm-hmm. amount. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, flat, move, unmoving shots of... Yeah, there's not really any, like, that's what what I'm tr- spectacle but that's shots. But what, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not... Again, like, B-plus is still above average. <laughs> if I'm saying everything in the movie is B-plus, that means it's still perfectly good. It's a very but solid an, film. And A-plus is, like... Oh my god, this movie's incredible. Like you don't even I don't even know how they did that. It's like, you know, yeah. next level or something. So, anyway, that's that's all I can really say as far if you don't like slow stuff, yeah. if you don't like subtitles, if you very character if, if you're very easily like distracted or you just don't like that kind of movie, you probably won't like this, but I'd still say give it a shot. Uh I'm just trying to be somewhat level and not just no, no, not no, just no, no but that's yes fair. I, I don't think this would play well for people who um who who, who don't like you know character-based movies and i know that sounds weird because all movies have characters but you know what i mean it's more really about the characters than the event that's happening exactly and i like and being fair i'm still trying to think of what my favorite shot is um, <laughs> and i'm not even trying to be mean i've literally like i know there's something that i i liked yep i had uh, to, at the beginning of the movie and i will say this i, I kind of had some flashbacks to gone with the wind at the beginning of the movie by both movies um where we see on the scottish countryside the yeah the scottish countryside the, t- the two brothers are like yay war oh yes and, and then literally been... five minutes later the one who's like our lives are finally gonna begin is dead 
Um, is it him or is it the other one? I'm... No, no, no. The one who, because the blonde one like doesn't even talk in that first scene. Yeah. She's like, come on, so-and-so, we're off to join the war. Our lives are going to begin. Literally, next time we see him, he's dying. Yeah. And the quiet one yeah, is he's like... Yeah, try, he's trying to carry him off the field. Yeah. Right. Um, so, <laughs> which, ugh. World War One, man. But yeah. You know what's very interesting is I remember when we watched this the first time. Of course, I was a lot younger. We were all younger when we saw this. Everybody was weirded out by how attached it was to the corpse. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. If it's a family member who died, like, literally in your arms, I think we would all be a little attached. I'm giving him a pass on that. I, don't, I didn't think that was too weird. No, it's not. Um... He, I remember, like he goes that, back. That is probably that's him. honestly probably because you were in high school and all the yeah. kids were uh, image. They were probably on, he kisses him on the lips. I know exactly what happened at your school. Some kid in the back was like gay, basically. Everyone, well, actually, because we were classier after school people, everybody was like, "Oh, can I say something about that?" That was a little weird. Ooh, everybody was like notes. that. <laughs> No, but, but there's um, that no, but like even when he goes back and during the ceasefire to get to, to be with his brother, he's like caressing his cheek and um oh, yeah, you haven't seen 1917 yet, but there's it, there's a there's a death in that movie that is pretty pretty intense, honestly. You know, I, I don't want to again. I I would say it's better than this one, but it's also like a different movie and it's and so bleh, I with know, that character longer. I don't know anything about the, the the way the front and who was on what front with any of the armies. I will say this and this is controversial. Um I will say I don't think this movie uh, if this if the if this movie had chosen to choose a front that had an, an American side, I don't think it would have worked. Just because of essentially Europeans have more of a, you know, they're they're closer. They're they're closer. They they also like. I mean, they're they're physically closer too. I mean, that's the thing. Like going to Germany if you live in London or something is literally a day trip. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's it's kind of like how states on the east coast of the U.S. are like, you know, an hour away from each other or yeah. something. It's kind of the same way in Europe. So I, I think I know what you mean. Because, I mean, America was very isolationist until World War II. Like, we just didn't involve ourselves. Were we in World War One? We were, but barely. barely. Like, like, it wasn't until the very end. It was like, It okay. wasn't until the very end, and I don't even think we... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we didn't even really participate in the trench, if, trench warfare all that wrong, much. If he's wrong, everybody roast him. Roast me. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure in World War One we were more... Like we we did fight, but again, I don't think we participated in the trench. Essentially, stuff. I think in World War One, I, I think we we didn't really get involved until we absolutely had to. <laughs> no, uh, it was very similar to World War Two and the sides that were chosen. Mm-hmm. Like Russia was its own thing, Germany was its own thing. Germany was essentially creeping into France, mm-hmm. and the UK and France were like fighting mm-hmm. to keep them from taking any French territory. Yeah. And that's also why, like, Prussia and stuff was absorbed by Germany, because they took... It's like this whole thing, but pretty much, like, it's very similar to the sides that were in World War Two. Right. Um, well, you know, and speaking on that, you know, one of the... Uh bringing it back to the movie um there was you they have dialogue between some of the people and i think it's really great because you know they still kind of are trying to maintain their objectivity as far as you know the fact that they're at war with each other so they have these conversations about especially between the the german leader and the french leader and the germans are like oh yeah when when we you know take paris you know 
we can have a drink, you know, when, when we invade Paris. And the guy's like, or, or, let's put a pin in that. How about you come as a tourist and, and we can have a drink? But yep. I love I love how they kind of still played with each other. Like, the, this, what what's really cool about this movie is they really, in addition to, you know, they have, they were able to humanize everybody. It was, which is a very, very hard thing to do, I think, in any sort of film like this, because somehow one side would usually end up to be a little, you know, more Again, aggressive. I think, I think part it, of the, I think the, it was the war that they, ch- again, I say they chose, this actually happened. So nothing was chosen. I think part of it was mm-hmm. that this war, there wasn't a clear cut bad guy in history either. Right. So it's like, well, it's, but then, but then also what's good in addition to that is that the dialogue, the, the, the dialogue is also very tricky because you had to, sort of ground it in reality enough to remember it's kind of like the the way i can compare it to is did you ever watch the show mash yeah okay so like it's at the end of like one of the seasons uh, uh colonel henry blank he was the leader of the camp for the longest time and he leaves the show so they decide to instead of just having him fly home and be happy they decide to have his plane shot down and he's killed kind of as a reminder that yes this is a sitcom but we are still at war yeah and so they were able to do that kind of through their dialogue um, during the more idealistic moments when they are at ceasefire and they're playing football. And there was a lot that was very, very difficult to pull off that I don't think everybody could. And I think this director was able to pretty much balance a lot of these issues. I know you said part of it has to do because the war was really about nothing. Um, but But then even then, you know, with the way they talk to each other and they interact, you know, they even still with the, with that one brother still being hostile to the Germans. Yeah. You know, that was still very, um, and of course, guess he's, I think, I believe he's the one who ends up shooting. That he, guy. Is, he is. Um, so, and then again, that's that message of what blind hatred does <laughs> is we end up, essentially hurting those who are close to us which is interesting we end up, we, we end up hurting never, ourselves i realized you never see that guy after he shoots his comrade mm-hmm. so that's kind of weird now that i think about it i wonder what happened to him because he anyway we only hurt ourselves when we blindly hate absolutely since we just did die hard whiskey is this a christmas movie of course it's a christmas movie the title's merry christmas yeah but what <laughs> what if die hard had been called ho 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 i have a machine gun then I would have changed my mind. <laughs> no, this is for sure a Christmas movie. The, the, yeah, the, I, I've said this like 20 times already, but I, I think that this is one that unless you are just, you hate history or, or you you're hate totally slow, heartless or you hate slow paced things. This is a definite watch uh, yeah. for me. Like and, go, and, go seek it out because I, it's a crime that this isn't like known more. And as, this, and this uh, goes without saying, this is one, this is one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies, you know, like you said, it's very heartwarming. It's so it's still grounded in reality. It's so it bring it basically brings you into this happy story, and then it slowly brings you back out to reality. Let's at the turn end. it into the next. It's a wonderful life, everybody. Well, Let's all watch it so much that they start uh, well, playing one, it all the time. Well, and one becomes... last fact: it was actually adapted. The screenplay for this film. I apologize, listeners, for my sounds. <laughs> it was actually adopted into an opera. I believe about. I want to say about eight years ago called silent night. Um, and it's literally an opera of the screenplay. So I was watching some of it online, uh, before and they even have, there's a song that's called, uh, it's called, you know, William and I love the mittens. You said it's about, oh, 
I have to touch on that really quick. That whole thing where he is lying about his brother being dead to his mother in the letters he's sending because Ooh. he needs to keep his mother hopeful or because she's essentially by herself now. He yeah. doesn't want her to, I don't know, jump off a bridge. That that was pretty that 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 was pretty real too. But you know they did adopt that into the opera, and the opera is based off of not the event but the screenplay. So if you like the movie, you'll probably like the opera too. You can find recordings of it online. It's actually a pretty popular, at least for modern terms, opera. It's not as big as like the Magic Flute or something, but it's still for contemporary opera. It's pretty popular. It's been performed a lot, even as recently as last year. Um, so what you're saying is this is not a Christmas movie. Yes, that, that was my long way of saying because there was an opera called Silent Night. Well, I think it's safe to say we both recommend this. Yes, this is recommend. Uh, so I guess one last thing I want to touch on is just to thank all of you guys who've been listening, whether this is your first time hearing us or if you've been following us since like June when we started posting. Or if it's three years from now and you're just now discovering this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a crazy year. Hopefully for those, you know, whatever, 13 or whatever of you who've been, who are subscribed, who listen regularly, maybe we've made this whole pandemic a little bit easier. Hopefully coming in 2021, things will be a little bit back to normal and you can forget we existed again. But we, <laughs> but we're T, very, T and I are very happy that you guys have been tuning in, whether you're new or coming back. We're, we're very thankful for you all being here. And, you know, in addition to hopefully we were able to help you feel a little less lonely, knowing there are at least 10 of you out there listening. Absolutely. We feel, we feel, we feel a little less lonely, too. And we are going to toast to your good luck in the new year. Here we go. And, and clink. <laughs> clink. Because uh, obviously it's so us. We'll probably be taking a, a bit of a break, maybe not, but we just want to thank you guys for sticking around and hopefully next year we're gonna we're gonna be doing some, some have, new movies. Spoiler, we have plotted out next year already. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we may or may not be uh juicing up the channel a little bit with some new new artwork, maybe some new music. We'll see how things go. But the but, point is we love you all. We really appreciate any of you guys listening and we yeah. hope you have a happy holiday and we will definitely be back in the new year. So make sure you're subscribed, hit that notification bell and we will catch you in 2021. Happy Christmas Hanukkah guys. Reels on the Rocks is a production of La Prince Laboratories. It is edited by Pat Mars and produced by Alejandro Castillo, with original artwork by Asa Sparza. Follow us on Twitter at Reels on the Rocks and tweet at us with any movies or topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.